shit. Too complex for simple humans Temple the boom, get your temples booming Rattle more brains than NFL concussions We both stay hidden, oh well I'm bursting Want the impact to change existences That real boom in case you're missing this Best and brightest, Avengers assemble Let's get it right, come into the temple Indiana shook off this temple the boom Murder beats each instrument of the tune Feel my presence here before I enter a room Long ever I'm gone from the venue with looms Just one bar from the zoom, sorry papa Fit a bass hit like boom shaka laga Just one bar from the zoom, sorry papa Fit a bass hit like boom shaka laga Indiana shook up this temple of boom Murder beats each instrument of the tune Feel my presence here before I enter a room Long ever I'm gone from the venue with looms Just one bar from the zoom, sorry papa Fit a bass hit like boom shaka laga Just one bar from the zoom, sorry papa Fit a bass hit like boom shaka laga Indiana shook out the temple of boom Murder beats each instrumental of tune Feel my presence way before I enter a room Long never I'm gone from the venue with looms Just one bar from the zooms of your brother Feel that bass hit like boom shaka laga Just one bar from the zooms of your brother Feel that bass hit like boom shaka laga Crow calls at midnight, am I right? Yes. How are you? I hope you're well. I hope everyone's doing well. I hope you're doing better than me. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I just wanted to open it like that. It, it seemed like a fun way. You know, I, I finally found another way to open the, the show, and that's that's what we're doing now. The All the COVID stuff seemed, it seemed like it was winding down, but apparently not. People aren't respecting the guidelines, and now it's spiking everywhere again, and it's like, it just sucks. I mean, people can't help themselves. Like, I thought people did pretty well overall, but eventually it's just, you know, people are just naturally going to start doing things they shouldn't do, and like, gather the gatherings have begun, 
like everybody's getting together again and it's just messing everything up. So hopefully we can uh, get back to doing what we were before. But I don't know. I've tried to avoid the topic of, of uh, COVID-19 on this show because I know you can't avoid it. It's like everywhere and it's not the most interesting because I don't I don't have any new insight for you. So who am I to try to talk about it? You know, it doesn't really make sense, I guess. I've seen, you know, gyms are opening up, movie theaters are opening up, museums. So I'm kind of, I'm looking forward to doing some of that. I don't think I'm ready for the gyms. Maybe not the movie theaters either, you know. Museums seem cool because it's not a lot of, museums, you know, you're not supposed to be touching anything. So it seems a little safer than some of the other stuff. So um, I'm looking forward to that. I think, I think that'll be fun. I've been staying with my parents for the last week and a half, feeling like a loser, <laughs> kind of going through personal things and, and trying to kind of sort everything out. So been um, spending some extra time with them, <laughs> sleeping on the couch. Like it's a, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's helping or not, but I think, I think it's helping me to, to kind of put things in perspective and figure things out, figure out, what I really want and, and where to go forward, you know, so hopefully things will continue to improve. Uh, I, I know I've said like the last few weeks, this has been like a really rough time and um, I'm trying to work out of it, but it's not always easy. And I, unfortunately, I don't have a guest for you this week other than my multiple personalities. So enjoy those. Uh, all of my personalities are depressed right now. So no, I'm just, I'm kidding. I, I, I feel a little bit of like light, you know, at the end of the tunnel, I'm feeling a little bit of it, like not a lot, not a lot, but a little bit. So my dad has already threatened to kick me out three or four times, which brings back memories. <laughs> Before I moved out, that was almost like a daily thing. You know, I was like, pack your shit get out, pack your shirt. Anytime there's like an argument, I, it, it would be like, <laughs> it'd be the silliest shit too. Like, um, my dad is from Northern California. So he's big on like the Northern California sports. And he's honestly, he was a Kings fan, but he's kind of bandwagoning the warriors right now. <laughs> he's actually from Sacramento. So like the Kings are more of the logical choice. The warriors, I mean, the warriors have been there longer you know, but the Kings are more, they're closer to home for him. But I remember one time I was just, I, I didn't even say anything bad about Steph Curry. I think I just said he was a little overrated because people were talking about him being like, you know, the fact he was a unanimous MVP and LeBron or, or Kobe or, or Michael Jordan or Magic Johnson, none of them ever won unanimous MVP, but Steph Curry did. I was like, eh, I don't know about that. You know, nothing against Steph Curry, don't get me wrong, he's a great player, probably the best shooter ever, or I think that's fair to say, but um, th the way that they were hyping him was kind of crazy, or I think I, you know, I pointed out like, oh yeah, he's never won a finals MVP, and that, that just drives him up a wall, and it pisses him off, and I'm not even trying to, but he just gets so mad about it, he's like, Packer, shut <laughs> So, that happens a lot. <laughs> And this, you know, this time I, I think I like I trimmed my beard in the in the bathroom and that set him off. Like there's some hair in there and, you know, I get it. Like I tried to clean it up, but it was hard. I couldn't find the broom. So it made it difficult. But he that's something that has always pissed him off. So I should have known better on that one. So that one's actually kind of my bad. But, you know, it is kind of funny to get 
threat to th- be threatened to be kicked out over that, you know? <laughs> so, um, you know, I've been, been working, been trying to get it together. It's easier said than done, but I don't know. I feel, I feel optimistic and I hope I'm not like just working myself into like a false optimism or like where I sh- really shouldn't be optimistic, but I am. But I'm starting to feel more at peace with myself and realizing that, you know, I'm I'm not a terrible person. I'm really not. I'm not like a I'm not I have I'm not doing anything malicious to people, you know, on purpose. Like I think you know, I don't even know if you can do something malicious that's not on purpose, right? Malice almost seems like it implies that it's uh like intentional so i don't know if you can accidentally do something malicious i guess you could it's possible but it seems a bit harder than than uh, other you know it seems like that would be harder to do to me so <laughs> where i'm working you know uh it feels like everything is you know it's basically closed so it's it's kind of a hard time with nothing to do <laughs> like there's no, there's nowhere to go, nothing to really do right now. So it kind of exacerbates it if you're, if you're feeling depressed. So that's been tough to deal with. It's like, well, where do I go? How do I escape from this? There's no, nowhere to really escape. I've never watched so much TV and I suck at it. Like I'm awful at watching TV. I, I like anytime I try to find something to watch, I can never find anything. Like I'm, I'm terrible at it. Like I scroll through and just nothing looks good to me. And I don't know, like, and I guess I'm not even watching um, like network TV as much or, or cable as much. It's more like looking through Hulu and Netflix. So if you guys got any recommendations, I'd really appreciate it. Like, and preferably something that's uplifting because I think I've watched like all of Forensic Files and those type of shows or Unsolved Mysteries. I've watched a lot of those and those aren't necessarily uplifting. They're entertaining, but they're definitely, I mean, Forensic Files definitely is not uplifting, so it's kind of tough like to watch that day in and day out, but I'm trying my best, you know, I'm trying to do better. And, um, I don't know. I'm trying to find like stuff to kind of distract me. I know that sounds bad, like to want a distraction, but it's hard. And, and I do feel kind of bad because I know there's a lot going on in the world and I'm like looking for a distraction, but I guess that's kind of how a lot of us are. Like I've been somewhat involved, somewhat invested. Like I've spoken out on here a few times and, I've tried my best to, you know, get this message out, but it's kind of tough. Like if you're in a place that's not happy, it's, it's kind of tough to focus on anything else. So my apologies for that. It's not that I don't care. It's just like that stuff brings me down too. And I can only take so much bringing me down at once, you know? So I'm trying, man. <laughs> I can't sleep. Like I've been, I've been going to bed like like 10, 10, 30, 11, like around that time and then waking up at three every day. And it's just awful. Like, I don't understand why that's happening because I'm really trying to, to go to sleep. I've been using these like Dollar Tree sleeping pills and some of them work, some of them don't. Like, it's a it's it's sort of a gamble. <laughs> like, there's like these chewable ones and those definitely don't really do much of anything. Like, they taste kind of good, but I mean, I like... I don't notice any effect in them. Like they, I just kind of still stayed up when I took them. So that sucked. (laughs) And what sucks is like, I've been working out a lot, not to brag or anything, but I've been like getting a lot more exercise, like almost every day. I've been taking like a day off a week to kind of recover, but I've been every other day I've been working out and, um, I'll be physically exhausted, but my mind just keeps me up. 
like all these like uh, depressing thoughts will creep into my head and like I can't I, I just like stay up even though I really am like tired it's just like I don't know if you could relate to that but it, it's tough like when you're you 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 I'm partially working out so I'll be tired later you know and then like I get to that point and it's like you know 10 at night and I'm still like tossing and turning in bed like it really sucks so yeah, but the on the bright side of depression, I've lost like 26 pounds in a month, so that's a good thing. I guess it shouldn't really be surprising because a lot of days I'm really not eating much. I'm only eating like once or twice a day a lot of these days. I'm not eating a lot even when I do eat. So it shouldn't be that shocking. And then the fact that I'm working out for like an hour, hour, or no, usually like an hour and a half. The fact that I'm doing that, like that's a good, like that is the type of stuff that will make you lose weight. And it's hotter, so, you know, you're sweating more. So it shouldn't be that shocking, but, you know, that's, I guess I've always like trying to find like, what's the good side of this? And that's kind of what I've found is it's like, well, I am getting in better shape. So there's always that. <laughs> it feels like I'm slowly getting better, but 2020 sucks, man. This is like the, so far, this is easily the worst year that I can think of in my life. Like it's just, this year has just been trash. It's like a continuous loop like an endless loop of just getting stomped in the nuts over and over and over again. Like that's, that's about how it feels like, you know, the year started off with like a lot of our hero in this area, Kobe dying, like in January, I don't know, like, well, first like going into the year, it's like I was in a tough financial spot because like I had money stolen from me in December and it kind of messed everything up, you know? So that sucked and then it's like i had to say bye to my daughter that's always tough like i wasn't going to see her for a while and um so that's how the year starts and then kobe dies at the end of the month and it was just man that was really depressing like that was hard for a lot of people it was kind of amazing how many people it touched you know and i, I mentioned it like i went to texas shortly after that and even in texas it was like a massive deal you saw all types of people wearing Kobe jerseys and like billboards for Kobe. And, you know, it was just like everybody was talking about it. It was a big deal. So, you know, and then um, this, you know, everything just as like everybody's kind of starting to feel better about the Kobe thing and a little bit, you know, then COVID-19 hits in March and it's just... <laughs> And that's, that has affected a lot, you know, like there's no sports, which is, which doesn't seem, which never seemed like that big of a deal to me, but it's like, there's no distraction from what's going on. You can't go anywhere. You can't do anything like, so it's just, you're just kind of like stuck at home. And, and, it, it, and if you're, if things are going rough, like it makes it like exacerbates it even more because nobody can do anything, you know, and then people passing away and like now it's like one terrible story keeps getting overshadowed by the next and that's just that's been like the whole year so far because now every like the COVID-19 has kind of been overshadowed by 
like the murder of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and, and like people are finally paying more attention to what's going on with the with police brutality. And I mean, in a way, I think that's a that's a good thing. But it, at the same time, it's like it's just bad news after bad news over and over again. And it's exhausting for a lot of us, I know. So, yeah, I mean, and don't give up the fight against police brutality. I can see people like starting to kind of back down and stuff and don't give it up. Like you can't you can't let it keep going on. It's been too long already. I mean, it's been really like hundreds of years of it. Or, or more i mean you probably could say thousands of like some somebody in that type of role like abusing their power i think that's happened probably since the role was created honestly because that's usually how it goes with any position of power so you know um you got to keep up the good fight i mean I, there's a lot of people still standing up for it but i feel like th there's i mean we know there are new murders every day like so you can't back down. Like I've seen a lot just over this last couple of days. You keep seeing like even old ones getting circulated. Like I've, I've seen one from like four years ago of them like on a guy's back until he died again, you know. And it's just like, man, like we, we've always known that this was a thing. Like a lot of us who, who didn't necessarily totally trust the police have always known that this was going on. But it's like everybody else is kind of starting to see it. And it's kind of weird because even like the last like decade, there have been so many stories and so many videos and just so much evidence of it. But people just, I don't know what it is. They like refuse to look or something. And now it's just, it's more relevant than ever. And I don't know, the, the vast majority of protests I've seen are peaceful. So don't believe the hype. They try to paint it as like, oh, there's all this looting and rioting and all that and like, there's really not a lot of that from what I've seen. It's it's a lot of people like, and the the one that I've attended so far, there's no violence that I saw. You know, there was some pretty vivid language I would say, like towards police officers, but there wasn't any like physical violence. So I'd say that's peaceful overall. Like people have to be able to exercise their freedom of speech, and um and I, and the one thing I don't think I mentioned was like. I'm not sure if I mentioned it, but I remember I, I would glance over at the at the police every every little while while these people were speaking during this uh, rally, and you see them and and the and these people are talking about basically their horror stories with police or just like or in general just injustice and and these police are over there like laughing, and I'm wondering like what how is any of this like funny to you? How is this like humorous? And it just kind of showed me like, I mean, you know, their attitude, but it just showed you like, wow, this is, you know, they really have, some of them really have a twisted view of reality. Like there's no, there's nothing funny being said, nothing that should elicit any type of laughter, but they're over there laughing. And it, it really struck a chord with me. Like, I think I'll always remember that, like seeing them just laughing at, people who are pouring their hearts out and really trying to fight for what they believe in. And these people who are like entrusted with protecting people and, and uh, enforcing the law are over there like smiling and laughing during like very serious moments. I don't know. It was just, it was disturbing to me. And I mean, there's a lot more disturbing things than that that they've done, but this just kind of, that stuck in my head to see that I was just like, wow, 
Like this really says a lot about what type of person you are. So, I mean, stay fighting the fight because there's a lot of work to do. There, you know, they say there was about 50,000 people protesting in Hollywood last week. So that's impressive. Like we got to stay on that. And this has been like, like I was saying, this has been like the largest civil rights demonstration in, in history that they know of. So this has been really, um, it's really been a positive thing to see all that. And I think it, I really think it's having an effect. So, you know, change is, is finally coming, but we really can't stop now. And that's, that's kind of, I'm going to keep repeating that. Like, don't stop now. Don't let up. Cause this is, if they want people to let up, they want people to give in and, and they want things to go back to normal, but I don't think there can be normal after this. You know, I don't think we can, only we can go back to like what it was. Cause this is, this has now become where the majority of people support the Black Lives Matter movement. And before, I remember in 2016, you know, people, like when I would talk about the Black Lives Matter movement, people would tell me like, hey, like all lives matter and all that. And it's like, nobody said they didn't, like I've been saying, but people would get upset. And I'm like, look, you really got to understand that like, Black lives are the ones that are being threatened the most right now in this country. That's what this is about. You know, there are a lot of ways where black people are made to feel that their lives don't matter. And we, we don't want people to feel like that. Anybody who, who cares, who has like a real heart and who is not racist and is anti-racist will tell you like, you don't want, we don't want people to feel like their life doesn't matter or that their life is lesser in any way. Like, I think that's common sense, but for a lot of people, it's like this revelation or something. I don't know. So it's, you know, it's, it's, it's always seemed like common sense to me, but, but people have always been critical of my stances and, you know, and I can say that, that I have, been vindicated over the years like now everybody's on the bandwagon right everybody's like oh yeah you know what black lives matter and it's like where were you in 2016 you know where were you then it, it was still just as bad if not worse then but you guys were on that all lives matter tip and and trying to go against people that were talking about black lives matter and it's like I don't know. I got, I'm glad that people are waking up, but at the same time, it's like you should have been more supportive then. Like you should have opened your mind and your heart then. Like it wasn't too late, you know? And now it's like, I, I don't know. I'm glad to see it, but at the same time, it's like in the future, I'd like for people to really pay attention more because I've been going through this for a while. You know, I've always been pretty outspoken. I remember, you know, I could, in elementary I feel like people were made that for some reason, like I think it's just society makes you feel like being gay is wrong somehow. Right. And when I was a young elementary kid, that's what I, that's what I kind of thought because people played smear the queer and, and it was like, if it, calling someone gay was, if you were gay, that was a bad thing, you know, it was like a negative thing. And, um, 
I think a lot of kids had that mentality, but I want to say around second or third grade, like to the, to my, to my dad's credit, like I kind of, I remember something came on TV and it was about like them calling someone a fag on like in school. I was like, well, well, if he was gay, isn't that what he's like? I think I was kind of like, if he, if he was gay, what was wrong with that? And then my dad kind of went off on me. to his credit and kind of set me straight on that. And I was like, Oh wow. You know, I mean, I felt like an asshole, but I was like, it was a wake up call for me. I was like, Oh, there's really nothing wrong with being gay. It's not anything bad, you know? And since then, luckily I've had that mentality. And, um, and, and, and then like after that in, in elementary and junior high, I was on that, like, well, you know, there's nothing wrong with being gay. And, and pe- everybody else was still kind of like, oh, yeah, smear the queer. You're a fag, bro. And all that. Like, everybody was, like, still on that stuff where they were, like, they had a negative attitude so- towards gay people. And I was, like, I remember I'd get criticized. Like, people would start calling me gay or thinking I was a fag because I supported gay rights. And um, I remember I, like, when that Prop 8 was a thing in California, when Prop 8 actually passed and ended up getting repealed and all that. But Prop 8 was like to, it was basically against gay marriage. You know, that's what it was. It was like, they made it like, I forgot what the language they used, but there, it was like about the sanctity of marriage or about how marriage was between a man and a woman. And in 2008 that passed, but I remember protesting and I remember people like, people my fellow students were driving by our protests that we would have on the corners and they drive by yelling fags and stuff like that and it was just like man you know you wanted to just kick their asses but you knew you couldn't do that like you can't just fight someone over language i mean i guess there's some i think there's some scenarios where that's okay to do (laughs) but i don't know i mean that's neither here nor there but you can't just beat someone up because they call you a fag out the window you know like that's not you can't do that you know if that's just that would have been too far but at the same time it's like it would piss you off and i don't mean to brag or anything but this is just a cool moment i ended up on the on the cover or the front page of the local newspaper like there's a picture of me I, i mean i wasn't leading the movement or anything but but i was in a picture with a bunch of other students who were protesting this, you know? And I remember there was yes on eight. We were no on eight. We were like for, you know, we were for gay marriage. We were, we didn't see anything wrong with gay marriage. And, um, there, there were other, like the yes on eight people were there too, like counter protesting or whatever. And, um, it was a interesting time. It was like some grown people and, and they would, they brought like their young kids to hold yes on eight signs and i was just like man you, re- you shouldn't be getting these kids involved like they're too young for this type of like i felt like they were too young for like that type of, like you're you're forcing your views on them i don't know i guess people for for a lot of people that's like a religious thing so maybe they don't see it as wrong but for me i just felt like it's kind of messed up to have your kids out here doing this when like they're this young because it would be like kids that looked like they were like you know nine ten years old or whatever or even younger like seven years old and it's like oh this is a place for them 
this is sort of an adult setting. I feel like, I don't know. I just, that's just how I felt when I looked at it. I just, it seemed wrong at the time, but just, we just got to stay on it. And, and eventually the, I believe good prevailed in that because the, the proposition passed, but it was found to be unjust. And now, I mean, people can get married, like gay people can get married. So that's a positive thing. It took, it took a long time. You know, it's kind of crazy that it took that long in this country and in a lot of places in the world feels very behind, but you know, um, luckily that finally changed. So change can happen. Like a lot of people probably never thought that would happen. I know I thought like, oh, you know, it passed. Like, I guess that's it. And I remember like, uh, restaurants like Chick-fil-A or like the church of Latter-day Saints and other churches like were donating, like, I think one of the biggest donators to that was the Church of Latter-day Saints. And it just seemed, I don't know how you feel, but a lot of times I feel like it's kind of wrong for a church to be donating to a political cause like that. Because it's like, if there is a separation of church and state, that seems like a conflict of interest for them to be able to donate to like something that actually is taking people's like rights away, you know, under like a religious like principle. I don't know. It just seemed that always seemed, I, don't, I never got why they were like meddling like that. I mean, I get it. Like if it's against your religion and all that, but it just seems like the church itself shouldn't be able to directly donate like that. Something seems wrong about that to me. Like, yeah, if, if you're part of a church and you're individual and like, that's your freedom of speech or whatever, but for like a church that's not being taxed to like spend money on something like that and probably be able to write it off is just sort of messed up. I think, I don't know. I don't need, well, actually do they write stuff off if they don't pay taxes? I guess probably not. Huh? <laughs> but yeah. Um, anyway, on, uh, on other subjects, shout out to the growler hour. You guys are just starting out, but I think it's good. The more, um, the more people, with shows the better like so keep it up uh i think you guys got some potential and um i wish you luck on your podcasting journey shout out to ring talk like uh the long running the longest running fight show um i'm trying to find it it's it's sort of hard to find i guess it's on uh, iheart radio for sure and like the sports byline broadcast network and uh i believe pedro told me it's on sirius xm channel 211 so check that out it's a very like i i love that show i I used to when whenever i worked in like an office i used to just listen to all those old shows like when he's talking to larry holmes and talking to larry merchant and and kane velasquez and just all the fighters over the years like it was real cool and to hear you know pedro's been in the business a long time so it's like he knew ali well like they were good friends emmanuel stewart just very cool to hear the stories and i don't know like i i actually would really like to work on like a memoir with him because i think he's lived a really interesting life as like a former sfpd and four-time golden glove champ i I don't know i think that would be like a, a book that people would really be interested in so i'd like to see where that goes um but shout out to him, man. He's been a mentor of the years. He says some wild shit that I can't necessarily co-sign, but um, entertaining nonetheless. And, and really like a, a gracious host. Like we hosted radio shows for years and 
he took me under his wing and and you know he i got to go to a lot of fight cards because of my media pass with him and just very cool like I, i'll always appreciate that he like brought me in like that and we've made a lot of great memories over the years so shout out to you mr fernandez senor fernandez <laughs> shout out to you man keep doing what you do uh local businesses hit me up i'll promote you you know i'm trying to anybody who has anything to promote as long as like i you know it's not something that i like morally disagree with like i'd love to give you whatever spotlight i can shine on on your like services or products or whatever like or your show like i shouted out some of my radio colleagues so um shout it out like let me know i'll shout you out i'll promote you like no i'm not gonna charge anybody or anything like I'm just doing this to like, we should all support each other. You know, it's, it's hard doing this alone. And I think if we support each other, we can really build a network and start to lift ourselves up more and more. So an update on the musical end. I have not recorded any new music in a long time. Like uh, I've just, I've been writing every day, but it's just, it's hard to find like, you got to be in the mood, you know, like I got to be in like a confident mood to record music or, or just some type of mood. That's not, it could either be angry, confident, or, or just something like that, or in a good mood in general. Like it's hard to do that when you're just feeling down. It's like, it, it's going to come through in the songs and I don't necessarily want to do that. Maybe I'll do that with a couple of songs, but I don't want to record like a whole album where I'm just like, sounding sad or something i just i don't know i just don't think that's i guess i did that on like exorcism back in the day but in general i don't really want to do that anymore like that's not really what my music is about now so my my novel has really stalled so i'm sorry about that i was making really good progress and then all this stuff hit and it's just like man i don't want to write a damn novel right now like it's not gonna sound good like it's really not (laughs) so i don't know it (laughs) It's difficult, but I, hopefully I can uh, get back to that because it had a, it has a lot of potential. So I'm gonna keep working on it, and I'll let you know if if things progress anymore. I tried to do questions on the gram and failed. Like one person wrote in, and they were just promoting their damn music, and I'm just like, man, I don't know. I feel like my fan base has fallen off so much because I just I don't promote this show really. Like I post it on my story sometimes, and like. I, a lot of people aren't listening. I know I'm not really like sending it to people individually. So, I mean, if you like what you hear here, like tell a friend and, you know, get some people to listen. Cause I think it's worth the time, but I know like, I know that we've hit kind of a rough patch on this show lately, but I still feel like we're making progress here. We're, we're we got some interesting things to talk about. And if you have any like, interesting questions or topics for the show like hit me up like i'm open to new ideas and i'm really looking to actually like come up with more you know i want it to be i I really want to like change it up it's been hard like just getting through these shows lately but well last week was was good that was a good like that was fun it's always fun to have people on so uh, also like if you'd like to appear on here let me know because I've had a lot of people on, but there's always room for more people. And it's, it's always interesting as long as we have like a good, like chemistry on the mic. Like I I don't see why we can't get that done. So 
Try to stay positive. I'm trying to stay positive and definitely stay tuned. Social media is deadly limited. Seriously. It doesn't matter what. It's not like one social media is better than the other. I mean, I'm sure there's probably statistics that could show you like, oh, well, this one's not as bad. But for real, it's it's a deadly thing. You really got to limit it. You got to stay off of there because there's, there's so many lies. Like everybody, for one, we all know everybody's just like showing the best sides of their lives. Like nobody's showing the real like grit and grind of their life. You know, I said live. I meant life. I kind of messed it up there. Nobody's really showing that. Nobody shows the hardships or most people don't. They just show the highlights. And so you think, oh, wow, this seems like a great person. You never see their flaws really on social media. So it allows you to idolize them or idealize them and think like, oh, this person has so much going for them. They seem so perfect. It's like, really, they got issues too, but you're only seeing the the positive. So, man, it's 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 dangerous like it, it obviously can get you in trouble with your work depending on like what you post if if they can find it or if you have co-workers that's obviously dangerous like things like that like could get fa- it could tear families apart with like little fights i've seen that before you know destroys friendships you get into arguments with your friends on there like some of your friends might not agree with your stances and all that and then it creates a rift i've had that happen definitely messes up relationships because there's so much temptation on social media and people just like pursue things that they really shouldn't be pursuing you know like at the end of the day like people just fall people like people see it kind of disconnects you so you you see somebody and it's it's a lot easier to flirt like people flirt on there when and it's just and I'm not, I'm saying like people that are in relationships will flirt and it just it's just all bad man like there's so it it connects people but sometimes it connects people in ways that are like kind of nefarious and really it can cause a lot of hurt so that's my PSA on that I mean I've really been staying off it a lot lately like I basically just use it to promote this show <laughs> other than that I try to stay off there as much as I can cuz it's just it's depressing it's not a happy place to be But on another note, I'll offer you some recommendations. Uh, Dave Chappelle just came out with this 846 special. It's about 27 minutes. I don't know how much it is with the intro and all that, but it's uh, very powerful stuff, man. Um, It's a stand-up, but it's not all funny. He just makes a lot of very good points, and it's very, you know, to, to me, that's like the goat of comedy. Like, that's my favorite. And I I respect him a lot, and, and I admire that he never compromises values. And I just think he's such an important voice, and it's so cool to see, and so rare to see how important he still is. You know, because a lot of there's a lot of times after a couple of specials, like a comedian will fade out, and they won't be as important anymore. So it's really impressive to see. Um, I've been, <laughs> I know people have probably already seen this, but I, I hadn't seen it that much. So Idiot Test is like a fun distraction, like to watch. Uh, you can see that on Netflix. I probably have it on other stuff too. I haven't looked, but that's kind of a fun distraction. It makes you think, makes you feel stupid sometimes because it's all like these 
like common sense logic questions and it can you can get caught up pretty easily on the, on some of the answers but it's a fun it's fun i'd recommend it um i'm not very good at this like i said i'm crappy at watching tv so uh a good place i think is like a really i think it's a well-made show it's really cool it has a good concept it's well written just it's just fun i'd say and it and it has like a kind of an uplifting feeling to it which is sort of what i've been looking for um I found myself like really laughing. I mean, I've seen the Eric Andre show, but just rewatching some of the old clips of it, old episodes, like it's just, I mean, it's not for everyone. It's definitely not for everybody, but it's so wild and just so out there that it will probably make you laugh at some point. Like, so I'd recommend that. I've been enjoying that. You can find this stuff on streaming services, really. I can't remember if that one's on Netflix or not, but if it's not, it's probably on Hulu or one of those. So, um, I recommend that. It, it, basically, it's just like this guy doing like these horrible interviews with celebrities and it's like just just really pushing their buttons. And like, I guess the thing that makes me laugh about it even more is the fact that these are like some of these interviews are like an hour or more and they're cutting it down into like an 11 minute show. But what they do is like he's up there. He hasn't bathed in weeks and he's like. He, he he has the, these hot lights on them and there's like no air conditioning and it's just like really uncomfortable. And he's asking like these horrible questions and he, he ends up like stripping most of the time, like just randomly starts taking a bath or just doing whatever, just random stuff that, and just the reactions are funny because they can't believe that it's actually happening. So that's a fun one. Um, I started watching like this, like it's kind of a documentary series, like these mini I guess it's episodes. It's called losers about like these people who like lost badly in sports and then like recovered. So that's been cool to see like a redemption story. Um, I don't know. It's been fun. Some of this stuff, like I've really been looking for stuff to pick my mood up and some of that stuff has helped. So I'd recommend that. And another thing that I would actually recommend, although like I can't say it's like a permanent thing, or at least for me, I don't feel like it's a permanent thing is therapy is actually really healthy for people. I feel like it's good to have like a somebody to talk to that can help you see other sides of issues. Like a lot of times when you're in an issue, you can't really see the other sides of it. And you're just kind of like focused on like one aspect of it and not necessarily paying attention to everything else. So I think that's, that's a really helpful thing. Um, I would recommend that for people, you know, like, and you know, you can don't listen to people who try to label you crazy if you go to therapy. I feel like there's like such a stigma against it. And like a lot of people have this idea, like, oh, if I go to therapy, there's something wrong with me. And it's like that's not really true. Like there's depressing things that happen in people's lives. There's hard like things that take place and it makes it very difficult for people, you know, and a lot of times you might not really have anyone to listen to you and it can help to actually have like a third party listen like somebody who who is not really because a lot of times if you talk to friends and family they're they're automatically on your side like they want to support you and i mean the best friends and family will, will be able to be more objective than others but when you love people it's it's hard to really like uh say anything that's going to upset them or go against what they want to do so i get that but 
a therapist is not necessarily going to do that. They're not going to bring you down, but they are probably going to be more realistic with you. So it's something that can help. Um, and for my relationship advice, communication is key. You know, it sounds obvious, but sometimes it's easier said than done. I think like a lot of people get stubborn and they don't listen to each other. They don't want to hear each other's concerns. It's hard for people to admit when they're wrong. You know, like it's hard. People don't want to, people don't want to be wrong. People don't want to be told about themselves. And it's hard to accept like when you make a mistake, but you know, that's part of growing as a couple and becoming better people and, and really just strengthening your bond. So all that factors in, I mean, it definitely, it definitely makes a huge difference. And, you know, don't be afraid to be yourself. Like don't try to be somebody else that you're not for someone. And I know this is cliches, but a lot of this stuff is actually true because you're not going to be happy in the end if you're pretending to be someone you're not, you know, if you're just like pretending that you're like, I don't know, let's say you're not really that outgoing, but you're pretending to be outgoing because you know, they like outgoing people or, you know, like you're not really into like horror movies, but you pretend you're into horror movies because just simple stuff like that. But it goes further than that. There's all types of stuff you can pretend and put a mask on but at the end of the day it's like if you can't be yourself around someone you're not going to be happy and you should be able to be yourself around someone you know and i think that forgiveness is strength not weakness i think people think of forgiveness like oh if you forgive someone that's weak like you're you're um you're giving in to them or whatever and it's like at the end of the day it's hard to forgive people it's hard to because forgiveness takes you looking at their side and realizing their motivations and and seeing like, you know, they had a reason that they did this. I might not agree with it, but I understand why they did it. And it makes sense. And I know that it, it and a lot of times you'll realize like, you know, they're not really trying to do anything malicious. They're really just hurt in their own way. And this is their way of dealing with it. Or, you know, like it trauma can cause you to do things that may not be the right thing but at the same time you're not intentionally trying to hurt anyone so forgiveness is is really it's strength and i mean any of the admirable figures in history i feel like any of the people that people look at and like really respect preach about that you know like for one just off the top of my head like there are a lot of christians among us right and Jesus turned the other cheek, you know, that's what they say. So if you're, if this is somebody that you look up to, if this is somebody that's really important in your religion and they can forgive for something that's truly awful, if they can, you know, forgive people, then you should be able to also, and it'll set you free. It's not just about like setting the other person free but it's about setting yourself free because if you hold on to that resentment, it's not going to, it's only going to like hurt you in the end. And I think that's, that's like something that people don't think about because when you're, when you feel wronged by somebody, you know, you, you don't really want to forgive them. You, you want to be mad and a lot of people want to stay mad. And honestly, it's, you got to let that out of your heart because it's not going to help anything at the end of the day. So Nobody's perfect. Don't let like one negative thing ruin somebody for you, you know? Like don't don't let 
you got to really look at people as like everybody's flawed and everybody makes mistakes, but intentions are extremely important. Like I, I, sometimes intentions are more important than actions themselves, honestly, because like somebody can do something that they don't know is upsetting someone. But if their intention is like to do the right thing, I think that's really important. It's not, it's not always as, as black and white as it seems. It's not like, Oh, well they're doing this and I don't like this. So they must be doing it to hurt me. It's like, it's not always like that. It's really not like, I think a lot of times people's intentions are misunderstood and it creates a lot of problems that really shouldn't be, you know? So at the end of the day, I mean, there's one like really important thing to take away and all the religions will tell you this like all the people you look up to will tell you this like just treat people as you want to be treated that's the way to live life and it's really simple but it's effective so don't be don't be one of those people that that like feels the need to enact some type of revenge or whatever because at the end of the day you got to try to be better than the people who do you wrong you can't be you don't want to go to their level, you know, and by actually treating them as you want to be treated, you can really like, you can really get past a lot of things. So that's, that's where I'm at with that. <laughs>
from what's being reported is he thinks that this will take away from the like civil rights like movements that we have going on right now, which is basically what they are, like the anti anti police brutality movement that is going on, like all of these protests he thinks the NBA would take away from that. I actually think that it could amplify it if used properly. You know what I mean? Because so many people are going to be tuned into these games because they've they've been starved of sports and basketball and you know and so many people are going to tune in to see them and i feel like if you could if if the league is what they appear to be if adam silver is the man he appears to be i think he'll allow the players to speak out and i think that they should you know i think the nba should allow players to use this platform because I, I I get where they're coming from. I, I know no none of us want to see the this movement just like fade away, you know. So I definitely understand that, and I think now more than ever is it's important for people to speak out in that way. But at the same time, like I don't think that this should be like a hindrance from starting the season because I feel like it could actually amplify it. Personally, there's going to be a lot more. There's going to be a lot of media coverage on the season when it restarts. And you can use all those eyes to your advantage, you know, because, I mean, we've already seen, like, because more people are tuned in right now, like, we've seen more people upset about what happened to George Floyd. So I feel like this could be a real driving force if you use it the right way. But it seems divided. Um, I mean, this is all speculation. I guess we don't really know anything, but I think they have a good idea, like, Kyrie's against the restart. Other players are against the restart, but then LeBron and other players are in favor of the restart from what we've heard. So I don't know how that's going to work out. The one thing I'll say is like, I don't think Kyrie is necessarily the right messenger. I don't think people respect Kyrie as much as other players. I like Kyrie great player. And I think he's a thoughtful person. Like, I don't, you know, I don't, but the, his whole flat earth like position has really hurt him in the eyes of people like where he says he believes the earth is flat i think it makes it hard for people to take what he says seriously and then i mean he's flamed out in at least two of the three places that he's played at he's kind of burnt bridges and pissed people off so that's another issue that we're having like Kyrie has has really um not shown to be the greatest leader in the world you know, when he came to Boston, he came and there's a bunch of younger guys and he was kind of like supposed to be this one of the veteran presences on the team. And it just seems like um, he he uh, ended up alienating a lot of his team. And, and I, I, this is all speculation, but he wanted out of there. He made it awkward. And like I know people have said he was a good teammate and all that. I don't think he's like a terrible teammate or anything, but I don't know. I think you can question his leadership at the very least. So for him to be the one leading this charge just seemed a bit odd, I guess, like, because he's sort of a polarizing figure in a way, you know, I think, and I think if you're, if you have a leader, you don't necessarily want them to be super polarizing. So I don't know. I mean, I can't say I I would, I think it would be terrible too, if this was all overshadowed by the NBA coming back, like if, like people just stop talking about it, but I think it's actually an opportunity to use the NBA as a platform for it. You know, if, if they're really about what they say, if they're really like the most progressive league out there, then I think we should be able to do that. Like we should allow players to use their voices. I mean, 
that's what the country's about anyway, supposedly. So people should be able to speak out against things that they disagree with and against and for causes they believe in. So I'm hoping that we can get things back on track. You know, I'm hoping that the season can continue because I think it's more of an opportunity to actually affect change than it is to like stifle it. So hopefully people can come together and figure this out. Cause I think it's, I, I think it would be, really disappointing for a lot of people if the league didn't come back. And I know sports are not the most important thing in the world, but a lot of people would be really disappointed. And, you know, it's, it's tough when there are no distractions from like what's going on. And I don't mean to say you should just have your head in the sand and just live a distracted life. But I think that we could all use like a little bit of cheering up right now. I know I sure could. And, you know, as long as the Lakers win, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with the NBA. And that, really, though, like I just think it's more beneficial than not beneficial. So hopefully we can see that happen. And um, the it, the season's still expected to happen. Like I think that's still where things are leaning. But I, at the same time, I don't think people fully know like if it's really going to happen. You know, so hopefully it can move forward. The MLB season is expected to move forward, but the owners and players can't agree. They've been going back and forth for a while. And it's, it's been interesting because it's kind of like these rich, richer people fighting with rich people about money. And I think it's very off putting to a lot of people to see that. Cause it's like, wait, hold on. <laughs> you guys all have plenty of money. You have more money than most people will see in their lifetimes but you're fighting over getting more of the pie. And it's like, I don't know. And and honestly, like at this point, they're talking about like a 48 game season. And I'm just like, I don't know what that really proves, you know, like, I don't know if that really proves that one team was the best or anything like that. I think it's just kind of a weird amount of time. You know, if that's like a quarter of what the season normally is, seems odd to me so hopefully um i mean i guess a season's better than no season but man like imagine if if like they cut down other leagues like that i don't think i think it would be hard for people it's gonna be hard for people to look at the title legitimately because a lot of times like through the first 48 games you don't even know who the best teams are so that amount of time seems weird but hopefully they can come to some kind of agreement the NFL has been coming out in support of Black Lives Matter. And I mean, it's about time, honestly. Like, they they shunned Kaepernick and they still haven't mentioned Kaepernick. And he has been out of a job this whole time. And now they see he was on the right side of history. And now they're, they're scrambling to get it together. And Trump is going against what they're doing and their new messaging. And, you know, we had the Drew Brees thing. Like, it's, there's a lot. The NFL is pretty chaotic with what's going on right now. But, hopefully when the season starts the stance doesn't magically change especially if like there aren't fans in the stadiums you know like then i really don't see why they can't allow players to like protest and speak their minds you know so well i guess we'll see what happens if the nfl comes back like i would guess it'll come back in some capacity it might not be fans but it probably will come back in some way but hopefully um Hopefully things don't go back to the same old, same old. Then, and 
other big news from the week was the NASCAR banning the Confederate flag from their events, which is kind of crazy that it was even still there in 2020. But I mean, the fan base of NASCAR is probably more likely to support the Confederate flag than other fan bases. So it's not, I guess it's like surprising and not surprising at this. I mean, I don't, I don't go to NASCAR events, but I think people kind of think of it as being like a redneck sport or that's kind of like a general consensus. So it's not totally shocking, but at the same time, the, this whole like support for the Confederate flag thing is ridiculous. Like it's been ridiculous. Like this was a, this was an army that actually, and it's these people that claim to be so patriotic. This is an army that fought against the U S army. And it would, it's like, it would be like if we just like had, I don't know, like monuments for other countries we've went to war with. Like if we had statues of Hitler in, in America or whatever, like, if we were just like that, that's basically what it would be like. I know these were technically like people who were American citizens in a way, but like, it's kind of ridiculous. It's like, it, it would be, it's also like if we had like monuments for the English or whatever, <laughs> even though we fought to break away from them, like it's strange to me that people like still hold on to this and it's like, Oh, it's my heritage and all that. And it's just, you know, I don't think people realize that that a lot of times that flag just comes across as racist to people because it it just it represents like slavery for a lot of people really like because that's what the Civil War was fought over. I know that's not the only reason, but sure feels like the main reason. So not a good look. Uh, They luckily have finally banned it. The Bubba Watson, who's a who was a black NASCAR driver, had he he has uh, painted his car in support of black lives matter, which I think is really cool and, and honestly very brave in that sport, because I don't think, I think that's still a sport where people are not necessarily going to be super supportive of that. So it's brave of him to do. And so I, I mean, I tip my cap to him and I don't tip my cap to Kyle Weatherman who decided to counter this by painting his car with a blue lives matter flag and, and, and a back the blue like you know he has like that decal on there too back the blue it's just like i don't know if people a lot of people may not know that this blue lives matter thing was literally started in response to black lives matter it was like oh well blue lives matter it's like you couldn't you're basically saying black lives don't matter and blue lives matter by doing that to for that to be your response to black lives matter really a dick move and to be honest with you like i don't see i kind of see it as another confederate flag this blue lives matter it just feels racist to me it feels like if you started this in response to to black people saying their lives matter it just feels all types of wrong that's just how i felt about it and i know people have different opinions about the flag and that's another thing people didn't people didn't like my stance on that and now i think people are starting to come around to it more you know and hopefully more and more people will see like nah it's not really cool like this whole blue lives matter thing is it's really unnecessary at the end of the day so hopefully we can come to more of a resolution and hopefully people will will really see like hey this is not right you know this blue lives matter it's honestly disrespectful to black people. So that's just my thoughts <laughs> straight a bit away, but that was KZRO Sports.
And now let us read from the book of Grav. <clears throat> I'm going hard, going hard from the rip. These other rappers can't come to grips. When I'm gone, they'll build monuments to remember my confidence. My fan clubs always getting members. Zero Grav stays spitting embers. I stayed me, never assimilated. Fought those who discriminated. I'm going to take it back to greatness. I can't wait to activate this. I need my proper value paid. I need a palace in the Palisades. I do things none at the top can risk. Beat cops down if they stop and frisk. Don't mind me, I'm truly awakened. If you are, how could you be mistaken? Even lacking sanity, I still bring the hype candidly. I still keep it altruistic. I communicate through raw statistics. Even lacking sanity, I still bring the hype candidly. I still keep it altruistic. I communicate the raw through physics. And that's our show for the week. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we do, if people don't haven't realized by now, we do these every Monday, except for the first show that I did where somehow the Anchor app messed up and didn't post it. But other than that, these have always been released on Mondays. And I set it where they come out like really right at midnight on Monday. Um, uh, at least my time. I don't know if it's universal, but uh, it'll be out on Monday, most likely wherever you are. So at some point during the day, <laughs> no matter where you are in the world, you can listen to this. So, you know, th thanks uh, again, like thanks for listening and still working out some things, still trying to get through this and trying to be strong. You know, some days are easier than others. I feel like I've been very up and down, as you might expect. But um, I'm, I'm trying to still create a, a quality product. So I appreciate your support. And like I said, if any questions or comments or concerns, you can always write in. And and I'll leave you with a, with the instrumental from the Bible. So peace. And until next week, welcome to Dimension 11.